So before we get started, I want to tell you about the best thing that has happened to the podcasting world, and that is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You can go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. You can even find it on the App Store of any iPhone or Android. The app is called Anchor. That's A-N-C-H-O-R. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to episode number 26, Detox America podcast. Today we have a very cool and special guest, uh, Mr. Dr. Jamie Jakes. What's up? Um, Dr. Jamie, man. Yes, How's that sir? feel once you achieve that? Uh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. Um, it's, it's a long road, man. And... Uh, and, and it's it's fun it's fun to get out there, but you know, still a lot, a lot of things I want to do. Twenty six. Twenty six. Twenty six, yeah. man. I thought you were way older. No Everyone, offense. That's really you good. You don't look older. I just thought you were older. Yeah, it's twenty six. I'm twenty five. Yeah, what? I uh, I think it helps too. I think it helps because I don't get started early. In that no, pursuit no, I um I just went straight through. So so went uh, straight from high school to undergrad. Four years of undergrad, and then, well, I just like summer break, and then went straight to Cairo school. Uh, three years, of, three years straight of Cairo school. You don't get summers off. Yeah. Um, and you know, didn't pass all my classes first try, and passed all my boards, yes. uh, and was a doctor in twenty six. Yeah. So it's just whatever lifetime of school. <laughs> so so give us a, a a kind of explanation of what you're a doctor of. And like how you apply that? Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a chiropractor, uh, but I do so I obviously do chiropractic adjustments. The point of a chiropractic adjustment is we're reintroducing motion to your spine. Okay, so what we're looking for are things called subluxations or motion restrictions. That's when you see those chiropractors kind of like pressing on people's bodies, pressing on their pelvises, pressing on their backs mm -hmm. to feel for those motion restrictions because over time you start to be able to identify them pretty easily. Um, then we add just a little bit of an impulse to them. Usually most of us use our hands. Uh, add a little bit of an impulse. Sometimes it makes a popping sound and that's an adjustment. Reintroduces motion to the spine and that eases the tension on the nerves and eases the tension on the muscles that attach to the spine right. that are typically at aggravated that cause most people's pain. Uh, I also do uh, some soft tissue therapy which is just basically me digging in with my elbows and thumbs uh, to muscles that really need it. It's uh, similar to a massage, but it's not exactly a massage. I wouldn't call it a massage. Right. I don't use like lotions or anything like that. I just like <laughs> literally just like get. It's not sensual in any way. No, it's not. <laughs> unfortunately, it's not most, most of the time it, it kind of hurts a bit. But unfortunately, it, it hurts a lot. Yeah, uh, and I just mostly and the biggest difference is is you know you typically go to massage. Uh, some therapists will identify certain muscles, but. I'm very specific with the muscles I target. No, I'm not like massaging your shoulder. I am massaging or I'm doing soft tissue therapy on your upper trap or I'm doing soft tissue therapy on your levator scap or whatever you need. Man, uh, I don't even know 
like you could point to any part of the body and be like, "That's your levator's cap," <laughs> and I'd be like, "You're probably you're probably right about." That. But well, you're you're also a bodybuilder, so you kind of know what to target. Do you work work with athletes? Oh, I work with a lot of athletes. I'm not a bodybuilder though. Uh, I would have a lot bigger arms if I was. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm a I, I do I do CrossFit. I'm a fitnesser. Right. That's kind of what I identify as in okay. terms of like that uh, that realm. Uh, but it's all it's all intertwined. I do a lot of like bodybuilding like stuff uh, in in my in my like fitness pursuits as well. Yeah, does that absolutely help? You know, kind of being familiar with those muscle groups and everything when you're when you're working with patients. <laughs> yeah, the best part about it is I train really really hard. So number one, I understand the mindset of an athlete. You know, mm. my, my one of my. One of the things that differs me from a lot of chiropractors is that I don't want to. I don't want my patients to come to me to tell them that hey, you can't do that shit. Uh, I I want them to come to me so I can keep them in the gym right. if they want to. Right. And so so typically what I'll say is is hey, if you do work out and it hurts, it might delay your progress. It might delay your recovery time, uh, which most of my athletes are okay with. Uh, or if in in rare occurrences it's like hey if it hurts you're you might be doing some long term damage so you mm. might want to kind of back off on 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 that sort of thing but because the, recovery is just as important as the workout yeah yeah Would you well, say so yeah I mean you don't get stronger from going to the gym that's actually adding stress to your body so you're stressing your tissues uh, that's basically how your body works is you you stress a tissue and your tissue becomes more resilient because of that. That's the same thing I'm doing when I do my soft tissue therapy, is I'm stressing a tissue, making that tissue more resilient, but I'm trying to make it more pliable, more elastic, instead of making it, okay. making it bigger and stronger. It's the, right. same, it's the same concept. Your body adapts to inputs and stressors that it gets put under. Uh, so your your muscles will get stronger if you put tension under it. And just like if you're not using those muscles, they're gonna atrophy and they're gonna be more prone to damage. Correct. Yeah, so so for example, like if you don't work out for a while and you do go back and do a workout that you're used to be fine for you, you're probably pretty damn sore after because those muscles are not used to it and they get way they get way more sore because of all that damage that they're they're getting put under. Well so. I'm even just talking about the people who, you know, every day don't work out, don't exercise, they live a sedentary life, you know. They go, they sit at work all day, they come home, they sit down in front of a TV, and then, you know, maybe they they go out, they take their kids out to the park or something, they lift their kid up, stretch a part of their mm. back that they never work out, and strain it. Yeah. Um, that's, for, as an example, that that's your, your muscles atrophying over, you know, months uh, or years of not, you know, stressing it in a way that's going to build it up. Yeah, and it's not even muscles either. It can be it can be ligaments and tendons. We have right. tendons, uh, posterior longitudinal ligament that lines our our the back of our the bodies of our vertebra that's supposed to kind of hold our disc in place. Right. And if we don't stress, if we can strengthen that tissue, uh, it has to be very slow and progressive, right? Uh, and we can avoid those sort of disc injuries in the back. So it's not just muscles; it's all tissue. It's bone tissue too. 
uh, you can increase your bone density. That's like one of like the biggest myths that like nutritionists will will tell people is like, well, once you're whatever they say, like 14 or 16 right. years old, you can never increase your bone density. Yeah. That's total bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you can. You got to put that tissue under tension, though. So wait, so you can you can grow your bones? Yes. More or just like harder or what? What is that? Denser. Mean? So Dense. What, stronger. I, I I understand what the word means. I'm saying like, how does it how how is it going to apply to my my bones? I guess. Yeah, you aren't you aren't going to get you aren't going to get taller. If that's what you're looking for, <laughs> unfortunately. Well, it's like for example. Uh, you know, just when, like, when they look at uh, the bones of uh, ancient gladiators, they had much thicker bones because they lived their lives as gladiators, as fighters, as you know, weightlifters. They 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 specifically built their bodies in a way to do the things that they did. So that's why those the bones that they find of ancient gladiators are right. thicker than the usual person. So denser, therefore stronger. Is right. what we're saying. Yep. Okay. That's that's what I wanted to like clarify it specifically um but i think it was I, I liked what you said about like giving you know treating patients from an athletic mindset because that was one of the big things that happened for me uh last year i injured my knee pretty bad um <clears throat> i what ended up happening was i was training with somebody who was a lot heavier than me and um they ended up falling on my leg in a way that like my foot was planted and then it went inside, like my knee went inside towards the ground, like so I was like sitting on my butt, and then my foot was planted. You see what I'm saying? Yep. And it was just, so it was just like like pop 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 pop. And so at first it wasn't that bad. Like immediately after, I like I finished the entire class, I finished the rounds, you know, it was fine, whatever. Next day it was like stuck. It was like I could yeah. I, my range of motion was gone. It was like here, and like my foot felt very. My, my leg felt very unsupported. Yeah. I went to see a doctor. Um, like, I didn't have health insurance at the time. And um, so I was, like, very careful of where I was going to spend my money, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. So it was a family friend. They were like, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you a discount, whatever. Uh, their approach was, their, their advice was, like, uh, going to need to get a hinge brace, possible surgery. Um, don't. You know, don't train, don't walk around on it, no weight on it, like, like, very careful baby this, because if you don't, like, you know, bad things will happen, is essentially what I got from it, like, like, say goodbye, is, is literally what they told me, they're probably, probably gonna have to do surgery, and, um, they were, they were like, you know, just, I can't remember what the direct follow was, oh, the first thing that they wanted to do was get me a giant hinged brace, yeah, um, well, I ended up, like, I was like, I just don't like that answer enough. Yeah. So I went. I went to. Uh, uh, I went to the orthopedic surgeon that the ER had referred me to. Like, oh, I forgot that part. I re-injured it a month later. Because uh, <laughs> I, I don't like that after, answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, no. After I took the after I got the first injury, I didn't go to the doctor at all. I uh, stopped training for a month. Came back to train. Uh, went with a even bigger guy who had even less training, <laughs> and. Um, he fell even harder on the already injured leg. Then I went to the doctor. Um, sorry about the, the mix-up on the timeline there. But then, so after the first doctor was like, you're, you're done. I was like, mm. I nope. <laughs> and, and I know how, like, how terrible it is to say, like, in a, in a common sense, you know, like, you should listen to your doctor. Right. I highly recommend everybody listen to their doctor. But it just didn't work for me. So, so, uh, no, so I went to, uh, another doctor who's an orthopedic surgeon, but he, 
uh, specifically deals with athletes. He specifically emphasizes that he deals with athletes. He tries to keep athletes, you know, on the field or, or in the field or whatever you right. want to call it. He wants to keep athletes active. Um, he had a completely different take on it. You know, I, I had to go get an MRI. Um, they, they processed that. They looked at it. Um, again, same MRI, two different opinions. Um, the, the sports medicine doctor um, was like, he was like, hey, you need to start stretching this. You need to start lifting weights. Like, you need to don't run. Do not run. He was like so, <laughs> so heavy on that. He was like, you know, whenever your knee is ready, you can, whenever you start to increase, you know, when do you work with bands, you know, work, work stretches, like ice, you know, all of that stuff. But he was essentially saying, get it back to 100, to get it back to, to 100%, I'm going to have to work it back, you know, 1% of the yeah, time. Yeah, you don't go straight and to 100 with that advice, I was able to um, slowly work myself back into to where I need to be to function to a hundred percent, and you know, like I was, I was terrified getting back on the mat because I, I, I ended up taking like another like four months off, I want to say, and I could, I, I can't remember the exact amount of time, but if I hadn't gone to that second doctor who deals with athletes, who wants athletes to stay, you know, doing what they're doing, then if I would have taken the first road, the first advice, the first opinion that I got, it would have just been like baby it until it becomes a chronic issue that yes, it's safe from further injury but it's now like a chronic this right. sucks I can't barely use my leg like that's that's what it, it, it would have eventually turned into and I it's not what I wanted and so you know? going off of that you know personal experience with a chiropractor I injured my back uh, I just I uh, damaged some nerves mm. I believe mm. and uh, I was working I was dehydrated <clears throat> uh, I was doing construction at the time and uh, I twisted my back in a way that damaged some nerves, I immediately fell to the ground when it mm, happened. That sucks. I, I, I was afraid. I was so scared that I somehow paralyzed myself. <laughs> I could not stand up on Dang. my own. I, uh, my coworkers had to pick me up and put me into the truck, take me to the doctor. Um, but it was just, I guess, some nerve damage or something uh, from dehydration or whatever, not working out or exercising. At, at the time, I was... I was pretty young but um the advice that i got was like okay for the first two days you're going to be in a lot of pain it's going to hurt and you're not going to be able to do much but after those first two days uh, i suggest you get back to work on light duty it is important that you keep that you stay active and you move those muscles you know very even it's going to hurt and you have to slightly work those things out so that they don't atrophy. If if you don't move them, they're gonna get they're gonna stay stiff, and, and it's gonna hurt a lot longer. the 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 recovery period is gonna be a lot longer, but you do have to get active. Um, was my chiropractor? I mean, obviously I healed. I'm so much better. That was years ago. But was that good advice on his part? Yeah, and and that's you. You got really really lucky there. First of all, if you have a bat, if you hurt your back, like. Go see a fucking chiropractor. Right. It, like, that shit's so easy. Backs are like, there's like four things that can be wrong with a back, and most of them can be fixed pretty pretty. What are those four things? I just said, like, throwing out four things. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe a slip disc or. Uh, yeah, so, or... so discs, easy. Bulge discs, easy. Even herniated discs can be 
treated with conservative means, you know, right. you, mm -hmm. and you probably should at least try not requiring surgery. Right. Yeah. You should probably try conservative care before you have someone stab a knife in your back, you mm -hmm. know, Absolutely. uh, along those lines. So discs don't, a disc doesn't cause pain by itself. A disc causes pain by pressing on a nerve and those nerves uh, typically in the lumbar spine go down into your leg, supply all of your leg. Uh, so that's why you get the low back pain and then sometimes it'll, people call sciatica. Uh, so typically if you have a disc bulge, bending forward is painful. Uh, other low back pain. Uh, so standing, if it's the opposite, if it's standing up, that's painful. It's usually so as usually your hip flexor issue. Uh, sometimes if it's, if it's a, like if it's, some people have a band across their back like that, and that's typically either a glute med or QL issue, quadratus lumborum, this muscle here that attaches to your pelvis, all five lumbar vertebra, and into your ribs. Uh, and then on occasion you'll have, you'll see some, uh, some lumbar erector pain. Um, that's uh, not, not like rare, it's just unusual because it's unusual for that muscle to be stressed. You see that more with like, more with like weightlifters and stuff like that, or like older people who are just like driving their body into the right. ground. Um, but those are the, typically the things I'll see. And then, like, obviously, it, I'm not even going to see the other stuff that I can't fix because you're going to be in the hospital. Right. <laughs> because it's, it's like stuff like you broke your back. Like, yeah. obviously, I'm not going to help with that. Right. And yeah. obviously, you're not going to come to me because you broke your back by falling off of a ladder and you're going to the emergency room, something like that. So, what, a, like, I mean, what honestly inspired you to want to be a chiropractor in the first place? Like, was there any particular event that was like, okay, I need to become a chiropractor? Like, what, what is, what's that about? Uh, I always, I always saw a chiropractor growing up, and even before I was ever had any pain uh, whatsoever, I always saw a chiropractor growing up. Uh, when I was a kid, I felt like it helped with my athletic performance, and something I still believe in today that uh, regular adjustments. Uh, Side note, regular adjustments by themselves don't do a really great job of treating pain. Uh, adjustments along Is it preventative? Yes. Uh, adjustments by themselves do a great job of, A, I think, in, and some research will support this, in improving athletic performance, and, and B, preventing future injuries because we're easing the tension on those muscles. Your spine is moving properly. There's no, there's no compensations for lack of spinal movement. Uh, if you're if you're staying aligned all the time, so it's good for prevention. Uh, I understand some people are like maybe it's not worth my time, uh, uh, but it is. It is the one body that you get yeah. in this lifetime. Uh, it's definitely worth your time. Whatever you can do to improve it is definitely worth. Yeah, it. Yeah, but anyways, uh, so, so that was just a side note. But anyway, I uh, always saw a chiropractor, thought it helped, uh, really believed in it, uh, and then I was like. I don't know, be a chiropractor. It'd be pretty cool to be yeah, a chiropractor. Yeah. I kind of was like always in the back of my mind uh, in through high school. I had a chiropractor come. I was already had a pretty good idea of what I wanted to do. I had a chiropractor come to my high school and kind of talk to us about it, about like what the profession's all about, about how like you can make a living being a chiropractor. Like it's it's a good living if, you, if you're successful. Uh, so I was like, oh, that sounds, that sounds good. That's what I'm going to do. And I think that was... I think junior year in high school when, when that chiropractor came to my school and just nice. get, get like an hour session that I just kind of snuck away and, and listened to and, uh, and just like, all right, I'm going to be a chiropractor. So I, uh, ended up getting, getting recruited to go wrestle, uh, at, 
at uh, my school up in Alma College, and they had um, an athletic training major, mm -hmm. which that's a typical course. Some people will go straight into a pre-chiropractic program, mm -hmm. uh, which is more accelerated, but it's pretty cool because you, you're like you're 24, 25, and you're a doctor. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, most people go through a four-year program um, to before you become a chiropractor. So I did the athletic training program. Uh, I did that because I got a lot of hands-on uh, time with athletes, which I really, really liked. I uh, didn't like as much uh, like filling up water bottles and yeah, and that yeah. sort of, and that and that sort of thing. That wasn't so fun. Um, but uh, got got some good experience there, uh, and then applied to some schools my senior year, and went off and went to school. Came down here. That's how I, got, that's how I ended up here. It's because it's nice. chiropractic school. Yeah. So it was just kind of like always the plan since like early high school, maybe even maybe even junior high is I kind of was leaning towards chiropractic. You still wrestling? Uh, every once in a while I'll, I'll throw the shoes back on and hurt myself <laughs> and then and then uh, and then call it call it another year. I um I entered a beach wrestling competition, my first ever beach wrestling competition. Uh, must have been like. Must have been about a year ago at this point, and uh, in Capel, and uh, I was like, kind of hope because there was like a senior, it was like the senior division, right? Like, I think it was like twenty and or like eighteen and up or sixteen and up or whatever. And I'm like, well, I'm like worst case scenario, I'll get some like old guy who's mm -hmm. like you know just reliving the yeah the glory, yeah, yeah. The yeah. glory days yeah. and like fucking two college kids showed up. Uh, you should have known. <laughs> I was like, known. oh, still training. Beach oh. wrestling. You thought you got some old guy in his glory days. <laughs> <laughs> Beach wrestling is what I've been wanting to do for decades. And no, you 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 got some fresh cream of the crop. Beach boys. Yeah. Well, for, I was fortunately still in great shape because I was training a lot, doing a lot of like CrossFit and stuff. So right. I was in better shape. I was stronger than I was in, in when you were wrestling. And when I was wrestling, but you know, like going back to your body not being used to stressors it's put <laughs> under, uh, I, my body was not prepared for someone to be hanging on my neck all day, uh, and I ended up winning. Yes. I ended up. I ended up winning. I think I. I think I went like three. Or four and zero on the day, and I and I won. I ended up beating. Um, but your body took a toll. Yeah. Ran. So what's what's the rule set for beach wrestling? Oh, it's really weird, and it, and it honestly is really really bad for what my, um, what my style of wrestling was, mm -hmm. because you can't really touch your knees. If your hand touches the sand, that's a point, and then you can get you can get a force out, so you can push the other guy out off the ring. Um, and basically what it is, is it, a takedown to the back is game over. That's like a mm -hmm. pin. And then if you take them down where either their hand, basically you take them down where their hand touches, however that happens, mm -hmm. that's a point for you as well. Like you can have like, so like a snap down if they touch their hand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Snap down is, is a point. And, and I was a big, I was a big, like I did a lot of shots, you know, cause I, mm -hmm. I was smaller. I was a smaller guy. Um, you were the smallest guy. Oh yeah, well, because I wrestled one ninety seven my senior year. That's small. So, yeah. Well, I'm I was small. I'm one thirty. I was small for one ninety seven. I was small. Okay, for okay, I see what you're saying. Um, I wasn't as big as I am now. Uh, okay, okay. But uh, wrestled one fifty seven freshman soft or er, freshman year. Jumped up to seventy four. Uh, 
sophomore, junior year. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I ain't going to cut any more weight. I'm going yeah. to 97. So I went yeah. to 97. So I was like the fast guy. I was always the fast guy, even at 157. And, and I was just like, I'm going to wear you out. I'm just going to get you tired guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what my strategy was. And in beach wrestling, you really can attack the leg as much as I would like to. Okay. Uh, because, you know, if your hand touches, right. you're done. It's right. like a lot higher risk move mm-hmm. in beach wrestling. And, and if, uh, and the, the matches were really short, so I couldn't like, which probably was saved my neck for, for, for another day. But, uh, it, it was just not, it was not very good for my style, but, uh, you know, I pulled it off. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so like, what, uh, how, how like heavily entrenched into the, the red, well, one thing I wanted to get on before we got into that was I don't think people realize how many different rule sets there are to not only like wrestling but like grappling in general like um i don't know how much you follow like uh, professional grappling but here recently uh there was a uh fight for it's uh, the organization's who's number one and it was nikki ryan who's a jiu-jitsu grappler and then uh tony ramos who's a like a wrestler yeah like like super you know good super popular wrestler yeah i know tony um, if this work <laughs> He got just dusted, yeah. dusted, and like he he called out Nicky Ryan. He like he's one of the top grapplers. Yeah, like I'm I'm pretty sure top ten, uh, one of the best, like best of the best, and like called him out, um, but just completely dusted. I can't remember what the submission was. I remember that he got submitted. It was like it it was fast. It happened really fast. Um, but again, you know, people don't realize how getting good in one rule set doesn't mean you're good in another rule set, doesn't mean, you know, like, there's a lot to, once you get good at just, like, using your body, now you have to learn about rules. Yeah, and, and it's the same, well, I I know it's the same thing with jiu-jitsu where there's a hundred different, you know, rule sets in jiu-jitsu, mm-hmm. a lot of times there's like, right, there's oh, like submission man. only. And it's one of the, it's one of the things that a lot of people feel is one of the, it keeps the sport from reaching a lot of a lot of new yep. viewers because well, it, it does. people are like people are like, well, I'm just got used to this rule set. Now you introduce this rule set. Now you adjust this rule set. You know what I mean? And so it's like when they when they get their hopes up because they think a match is going to go a certain way, and then it turns out that that fighter didn't know the rule set well, or their coach didn't know the rule set well, or the audience didn't know the rule set well enough. Like yeah, and the as- rule set needs to be a more consistent. B easier to understand just for viewers as a casual fan of jiu-jitsu i will tell you that is (laughs) entirely the case because i've gone to i've gone to local shows a Uh couple local shows here in dallas and and like been like literally just like asking everybody around me like what the hell's going on like Uh why is that a point why is that not a point and and they're all like hey i don't know either (laughs) it was different last week (laughs) and, and like just for example just for example so we have like we have IBJJF, which very the general consensus is that they're they're not a big fan of leg locks, they're not a big fan of leg mm. locks. They're a big fan of old school, traditional, pass the guard, secure dominant position, you know, uh, traditional submission style, that kind of thing. Um, and they're really trying to encourage uh, the the how do I put this? 
the the philosophy of jujitsu. You know what I mean? They're trying to keep keep the old school Gracie mentality alive. Mm. And then you have these like more modern organizations like Fight to Win who want like, it to evolve. Yes, like yeah. Fight to Win ADCC is like the biggest one out there, and they have you know uh, I I think a pretty cool rule set, but also just like another different rule set. And so like there's there's all these different organizations. Fight to Win is supposed to be sub only, but they award points for like slams. They award points for um, submission attempts, you know, things like that. So it's not really, it's not really sub only. Um, but then, like for example, like I, I have a match coming up in like a month that is it's for a submission hunter pro, and they they are sub only. Nobody wins. There's a draw. Oh know? wow! So uh, so you you have to score a submission or get submitted for the match to be considered anything but a draw, and mm. that's that's sub only. That's submission only grappling right there. You yeah. Know what I mean? And so uh, there's again there's so many rule sets, even that just that I've personally competed under as like a fresh out the gate grappler. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and the same thing and the similar thing goes for uh, for wrestling, right? So there's folk style, but there's two main different types of folk style. There's a high school and a collegiate folk style, and the biggest difference there is. And, you know, uh, collegiate's a little bit more aggressive. You can get away with a little bit more, like, slams and stuff like that. Uh, but the biggest difference is ride time. So you can accumulate ride time in collegiate folk style, and you get a point, a bonus point at the end of the match. So okay. if you're better in the top-bottom game, mm -hmm. uh, like the mat game in, in collegiate wrestling, that's more advantageous for you. And it changes the strategy up significantly. Right. Uh, it, and it, I, I like the way they do that just because... High school is notoriously, you know, bad at getting good officials. So it's it would just be a nightmare dealing with ride time in high school matches. So yeah. like and and by the way, like if you're gonna be good in college, like you're gonna dust kids in high school. It's just the way it is. It's not it's not a high level of, of wrestling anywhere in the states. Um, uh, but on top of that, once you get once you get to a different level, or once you, if you want to go outside, there's freestyle, which is an Olympic style of wrestling, and then there's uh, there's Greco, which is a really weird style of of Olympic wrestling, where you're only you're only it's like similar to beach, uh, where you can only use upper body, so you can't even touch the guy's legs, um, oh. and it's and it's not very popular. Um, it's a name I hear a lot, but I don't. But is it, know it how is to an distinguish. Olympic. It's an Olympic. You it's win an Olympic gold being a Greco guy. Uh, Do you see any like judo throws or anything like that in that's Greco? Basically, all it is is oh, judo okay. throws and like. But it's just like, and that's and that's evolved over over the years. Both both freestyle and Greco have evolved over the years in in terms of the rules. That's why they. That's why you know the big controversy when they tried to eliminate wrestling from the Olympics is because the rule sets suck. And everybody knew it, and everyone was super frustrated about it. And the committee that was in charge of that wouldn't do anything about it. So they're like, "All right, mm. we're pulling you guys. You guys aren't going to be in here anymore." And they're like, "All right, we'll take it." And now it's way better. Right now, now it now it makes sense. And and and, but even even a guy like me, like I, have to watch a few matches to really mm -hmm. understand, really understand what the rule changes are, and really understand how to interpret what I'm seeing. And see, that's why I gotta be so, like, careful, because, like, when, when I tell somebody that I do jiu-jitsu, or, like, even worse, when I don't, and they're like, hey, man, you wanna wrestle? I gotta be real careful before I say yes, you know, because they're like, do you wanna wrestle? And they could be, like, a UFC bro who's just like, do you want to 
submission grapple even though I don't have any experience? That's one form of the question. I watch it on TV. Uh, right. And then there's like, do you want to wrestle? And then it's like somebody who's like a high school or, or like college wrestler who has like a specific rule set. And like one of the one of the things that kind of like I don't do super well with is when they're like, do you want to wrestle? They have a specific rule set and format in mind and they just assume that I know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. And then I have them in like a, a guillotine or like <clears throat> I just like... Because you're going to say they, yes. they take me down <laughs> and I'm like on my back or like closing, closing guard or something like that and they're just like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> what, are, what are we doing? What are yeah. we doing? There's so many rule sets and so like you just got to be careful. Like uh, yeah. you got you to gotta clarify like... Do you Does that make jujitsu like so with the rules changing so often in jujitsu? Uh, before you go into a specific tournament, do you know the rule set beforehand and you get to study it? You, you must, or you will get DQ'd. Like, so is that constantly on your mind? It seems like that would take. No, away I don't. From I don't really lot. think about it because what, the like ways to get DQ'd are like, like really dickhead things to do. Like right. If you're gonna, I mean, well, there's there's a few there's a few subtle ones where you can get DQ'd on accident for like little things like it, it, it's hard to explain if you don't know what I'm talking about. But like reaping is a rule where like if your leg crosses over the center line and they have their leg here and like it looks like you're gonna flex your hip and turn their knee a certain way, you can get DQ'd for that. Sometimes that setup happens on accident. Right. Um, there's there's little stuff like. But, like, there's obviously, there's more obvious stuff. Like, if you pick someone up above your head and slam them, that's instant DQ. Um, there's certain certain kinds of submissions. I feel like I saw that at your last tournament. Not for uh, you. Well, for a sub submission-only match, especially in, like, a no-gi submission-only, and it's, like, a pro-grappling organization, and they're trying to, you know, build hype and put on a show. Sometimes they'll, they'll let slams because their mats are, like, this thick. Yeah. So, like, it's, like, it, it's, it's a lot safer to, to, to do it on those kinds of mats. But across the board, you know, it's just like giant dickhead moves are, are usually what's going to get you DQ'd. So I don't worry about it too much. But whenever, like, my thing is, like, the reason I got into jujitsu specifically was, like, like self-defense mentality kind of aspect about it. You know, like, I want to be able to make sure that when, like, when a giant dude who's way bigger or way stronger or way faster or whatever than me uh, tries to attack me, that it's like I have some options, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's like... If you compare that to like wrestling, like in wrestling, I like the aggression. I like a lot of their techniques. I like a lot of the mentality, but the idea that the fight is over if they're on their back is, you know, I can't fight with that, right? Yeah. Because because I being you know a jujitsu guy is like there's so much I can do from you, you know? Yeah. Like there's just there's so much I can do. So like that's why that's why I like that one over you know other forms of like. Grappling, submission, grappling, wrestling, whatever you call it. I like I like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu the most just because it it I feel like has the most tools uh, from all the different positions. But that's what I was gonna actually segue into a, a question to, to you about is like how do you how do you kind of feel about those two styles juxtaposed? Because you have more way more wrestling experience than I do. Um, I don't even have that much jujitsu experience, so like I know that you spent some time over at the gym uh, that I train at. What what do you what do you kind of feel from your end on that? Um, I feel like I was really really good at wrestling, so that's what I did. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I, uh, I feel that a hundred percent. I like I said, I'm a casual fan of of jujitsu. I like the sport. I'm honestly. Were you aware? I mean, or oh yeah, oh yeah, jujitsu when you were wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I was always a big fan of um, 
of like MMA. Mm-hmm. But, uh, that's how mm-hmm. I got introduced into what jujitsu was was right. through was through the UFC because right. uh, I, I really became a big fan of the UFC uh, in in high school. Yeah. Uh, while I was a wrestler, like oh there's wrestlers and oh there's jujitsu guys mm-hmm. and guys who kind of mix up everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at it as like two different sports, kind of like kind of like I look at it um, in terms of. Uh, uh, you know, as a CrossFitter, as I, I look at it as like, you know, CrossFit is fitness, right? So I, I look at, I look at, um, you know, any, anyone from like marathon runners, I'm like, well, that's cool. And I go, different sport. Cool. That's more of my thing. Uh, or or uh, power lifters, more, more specialized, like, like Olympic weightlifters bodybuilders, power lifters, it's all under the same umbrella and it's all different. It's all like really first find out what you like to do. Yeah. Uh, and then probably it's a good idea to figure out like which thing you're best at because you're right. probably going to like that one the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do um, a little bit of weightlifting, but most of my, like my exercise comes from running, you yeah. know, 5k, you know, a day, hopefully. But, uh, I mean, that's, that's where I get my... My fulfillment. That's I wrote. I, I wrote six k a day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You yeah. guys do a lot more cardio than I do. Yeah, I, like, I think I, I like it. cardio. I'd love it. I, I hate don't, it. I don't know. I don't know how. Like, I don't know how to quantify like feet traveled in in jujitsu. You know. <laughs> I, I, I shrimped. I shrimped like six. <laughs> I like sixteen feet today. Like, like yeah. a quarter mile. <laughs> had to have been Damn. a quarter mile. Just like. Um, I mean that's impressive. Yeah, right. Uh, but but anyways, to to go back to I, uh, in terms of utility, uh, on the street, first of all, like, you know, if someone has a gun, they're they're probably gonna win. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely, <laughs> super important for everybody listening. Like zag that is zag. Zag that is, zag. That is super important. Like the guy with the gun is going to beat your hands every time. Just like fuck yeah. what you see in the movies. Don't think that you're gonna be the guy to like disarm, disarm the gun yeah. guy, and just don't just just be nice, be cool, be like, hey, gun guy, you hey, got gun. something you want? If you want something, take it. Be gone. Yeah, and I've and I've never had to use so so if somebody really like wants to like fight me and there's nothing I can do about it like I've never been in that situation. Mm-hmm. I've been in situations where guys are trying to pick a fight with me mm-hmm. and I just deescalate it because right. I'm like, hey, dude, like I'm pr- I I know how this is gonna go uh-huh. and it it ends and and it's probably gonna end with you with your head open on the mm-hmm. ground and me going to jail yeah. and I don't want to do that oh, and so man. let's just let's just. De-escalate the situation and find another way that we can work this. Out. <laughs> and just like go go on throughout our day. Um, so de-escalating is you know at the end of the day, if you can just de-escalate shit, that is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, if if somebody messes with me with my uh, my background in wrestling, I'm I'm gonna kick their ass. Uh, if if I know nothing about jujitsu and somebody who does know about jujitsu messes with me. They're probably gonna choke me unconscious, uh, which isn't which I would be. Maybe. Yeah, I mean. What I find from most fighters, they are pretty good at de-escalating situations. Yeah, because we have nothing. I was about to say we 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 fight people already. (laughs) You don't have anything. There's nothing. There's nothing. (laughs) There's nothing to to to. We already know exactly where we're at. Like every every time I hear a friend who's like. I just want to, like, I haven't been in a fight in a while. I want to I wanna fuck somebody up. It's just like, 
when when you get down to the root of it, it's like they don't know what they're capable of, but they also don't know what they're like incapable of. So they want to, they want to, because in their head they think that it's going to go the way they want it to go, like ten times out of ten. No guy yeah. thinks that he's going to get and unless you've had your ass kicked on the, on the mat, street. Yeah. then you. It's it's when you when you go up against people who are like detectably better than you. It's like okay, they're definitely better than me. Like there is no question about it. Like they have an answer to everything I have. And I don't have an answer to anything they have. That's how you know that somebody's better than you. You know what I mean? People and then it's like ego check. when you get when you get smashed the way you get smashed whenever you're in any kind of combat sport or, or martial art. Like if you're if you're training at a at a school that takes it seriously, it's it doesn't matter. The intensity is going to humble you. It's going to give you that outlet for your aggression, for your hostility, for your pent up whatever. It's all gone. It's getting smashed flat. Like, you will be shaking hands and smiling and just, <laughs> thank you. Just yeah. so, so peaceful Humbling. after that. Because yeah. it's like, okay, I am aware of what I can do. I am aware of what I need to work on. Oh, cool, I'm making some progress. I've been doing this for a minute. But you don't carry any delusions of, of what you... Of you don't have to speculate about, about your capabilities. You don't have to go, I wonder. You know. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, those, those guys who are picking, who are like going out picking fights on the street too, they don't really totally understand the the potential consequences exactly. of what's about to go down. Like oh, the stakes man. are the so legal high, consequences. legal consequences, and at the end of the day, man, life is fucking fragile. It is. Like, like you know, it, you could be allergic to a bee sting. You go mm -hmm. out, you go out uh, and do nothing wrong and, and go go pick some weeds or go walk outside, grab a Starbucks, get stung by a bee, and die. Yeah. Like, that shit happens every day. And if you're going out looking for a fight, like, you might find one and things might not go so well. You right? can literally for either party. pay money. You can pay money to go, A, get beat up by people, and B, <laughs> slowly claw your way up the ladder and become and see better. what you're capable yeah. of. You know what I mean? If that's, like, if that's you, what it there, is. there is a spot for that. Go do that. Like, if you really want to fight, go to a place where fighting is taught. You know, like, come on. <laughs> but no, um, ah, dang, I was about to. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it, by the way. It's, it's yeah. hard. Just go to the, just go do. Just yeah, go put the gloves on. Like, <laughs> you need, like, if you got some aggression you need to get out, go hit some weights. If you, if you. <laughs> do some push-ups. <laughs> if you can't, like. Do like I, first of all, just stop, stop, just like bare knuckle fighting in the street. Don't do that. Put some gloves on, and if you can't spar the next day, then you didn't do it right. You know what I mean? Like you should be able to, you should be able to reasonably push yourself without injuring yourself. And learning that balance is what is what, in my opinion, is really it's all about. Because like once you have that control of your body and of the situation, regardless of what discipline you're you're training in. If you know how to control your body and you know how to control the situation, control what's happening and the timing and the, the footwork, you know, it, it applies universally. If you know, if you understand that and you have that confidence and you can act with it, then you're going to be okay. And, and that should be the goal, not to just like take as many punches and, and get back up and then still be the guy that, that's like, no, no, it's like be smart, like now calculate. I think, I think this is like a, a good time to talk about... Uh, all, we're, we're all kind of active, you know, we, we like to stay active, uh, treat our bodies right, and I, for one, have been really wanting to have this conversation with 
so many people that I know who are struggling with depression or anxiety, mm. how important it is to be active to fight against that depression and anxiety or all these, all, a lot of health problems I think stem from the fact that you're not active, that you're sedentary. Would, would you agree? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get, I, I personally get like pretty hardcore anxiety if I, uh, if I don't get my exercise. Uh, not, not, not like depression, not like crippling anxiety, but like sitting down on the couch and having to take a few, like several deep breaths right. and maybe taking some CBD to chill, chill out. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, sun, sleep, diet, nutrition, exercise, are all the big things that are so important for mental health. And it's would be impossible to argue that it's, it's, that's, they're everything. tied in together, mental yeah. and physical. If, if one's out of whack, the other's going to be out of Yep, exactly. It's, and it's, you know, and then you're a part of a community, especially if you're like doing like CrossFit or Jiu Jitsu or whatever, whatever you're doing, you're, you're a part of a community. You have people looking after you, you have friends, you have human conversations outside right. of your, your daily work schedule. It's just, it's just so important. There's people that you can relate to. It's, it's real people who go through <clears throat> real things like you do. And yeah. And, and then they go in there and they stress themselves. Yeah. I think that's the point is that you stress yourself to a point so that when those stressful moments do happen in everyday life, you can handle it. Because yep. you're like, hey, I've been through, I've been through the fire. Like I put myself, I've purposely put myself through mm -hmm. the shit so I can get through this. Yeah. Well, and if, uh, if you remember one thing that um, Jeff was talking about, you know, a few, a few weeks back now. Um, was like that kind of rut that we get stuck in, especially with cycles of like anxiety and depression. Um, and, you know, one of the, I think, more legal and organic ways that we can we can reset that kind of cycle that, of depression and anxiety is by introducing a new healthy, constructive, physically intense activity. And, you know, I see a lot of people get it out of like yoga, People get it out of running, people get it out of weightlifting, wrestling, you know, uh, jiu-jitsu, MMA, boxing, you know, like, people do all kinds of stuff, but one thing that, like, one thing that I feel like is super important is not only doing those activities, but making friends with those people, because... Who are in the same... I, I definitely, you know, when I was, when I was a little bit less picky about how I spent my time, um there was a lot of time spent with people who reinforced those cycles that were just destructive. Absolutely. You know? it's, it's like they, they, I, wasn't, I wasn't building towards anything. I was just indulging, indulging, indulging over and over and over. Like It didn't matter that, that like I'd already long passed the like point of no return, you know, that I'd long passed the point where it was like harmful and destructive. But once I was forced into a, a reason to like really uh, uh, find a better way to get from point A to point B, you know, find a better way to, to live my life, I guess I could say. It's like by introducing a s extremely physical activity, I was like, I can't drink every day yeah. and do this. You know, I can't go no party has... every night and keep this job. It's I also like that cliche saying, you know, you become the people that you surround yourself with. Right. And as soon as you start finding these activities, you know, these, these good jobs and these good activities. Productive people. Right. You start, you start finding the people that can really start to 
help help you build the path that you're trying to yeah. walk down. Yeah. And community is so important. And and you want you want to build the the trick is you want to build a community and do it fast and and really build bonds with people as you go regularly mm-hmm. and suffer with with yeah. the friends. Yeah. That's like yeah. military, the closest right. people on the planet, wrestlers, football mm-hmm. players. You can find a brotherhood through yeah or sisterhood through yeah a same like the same struggle. Yep, the same struggle and 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 and. Trying to trying to accomplish a joint goal, whether that's become fitter, whether that's become better at jujitsu, whatever it is, you 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 have a you have a group mission, and you have to suffer, and you have to be able to delay that gratification. That's why it's so easy if you're in the wrong groups of friends, and you're and you're easily searching that instant gratification. Yeah. You say, hey, I want shots. I'm gonna mm-hmm. feel good yeah. in like 35 well, seconds. Well, I just right. re up. So well, here you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Versus versus. Hey, I want to be able to clean and jerk 350 pounds. I'm like, well, yeah. it's gonna take you fucking like 10 years. But <laughs> we can start today and we can get there. right. Yeah. And and like, ah oh man, I was about to. I had a whole thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna have at least one point in the episode every episode where I completely forget what I was gonna say. This is the this is that point where it's just like pop. I mean, uh, so as for you, where are you at in life right now? I mean, we brought you on as a guest, so uh, is there yeah, anything like really special going on in your life at the moment? Yeah. So where all of this this schooling and everything, everything that you've learned throughout your years. Yeah, so I just uh, just opened up uh, my own my own practice. I started my own business, uh, and and that's going really well uh, out in Great Plains. It's called Ezo Chiropractic. Nice. Uh, so I, I've been doing that. Uh, do like I was saying, I do soft tissue therapy adjustments and dry needling. Um, How so, long have you been open? Oh, I've been open maybe like three months now. Nice. Uh, three three or four months now. Um, so that's going really really well. It's awesome. Uh, it's going better than you thought. Uh, it's going about as well as I thought, as well as but I thought, thought it'd be go pretty damn well. Nice. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. Uh, yeah. So I uh, a little bit of backstory on that is I I uh, quit my job. And I'm like, hey man, this I I got in a bad bad business deal with some like kind of like dirt baggy chiropractors mm. uh, uh, in Dallas, and, and I'm like, hey man, I can't can't do it. So picked up my last paycheck and, and said, hey, I quit. Um, so it opened up my own spot. Uh, kinda. So I have heard about certain chiropractors being kind of dirtbaggy and offering bogus solutions. Uh, <laughs> very strange practices. Oh, we're getting into the tea. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've heard some pretty strange things. Yeah, I mean, I've heard some pretty strange things just, just working with different people. They, um, the, the thing about my old practice is that they did really, really good work. Uh, but the the guy who owns it is a bit of a dirtbag and and very manipulative. Uh, that's kind of how he keeps people on. Uh, it was they kind of just manipulate them. So and, it wasn't like trying to heal you. It was just kind of like a thing where I want no, you to keep coming back. And just, no, 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 nothing like that. Okay. Just the business side was very dirt, like scumbaggy. Okay. The chiropractic side was very, very good. Uh, effective. Tr- very effective. Um, I didn't love the business model. Uh, I didn't love how much my patients were paying. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't love a lot of things about it, uh, which which made it very easy to leave. Um, but uh, 
the chiropractic work that we were doing, the, the, the medical side that we were doing was very legitimate. Um, the, the, but yeah, you are right. There are some chiropractors out there that will try and sell you some, some bullshit and people and people will pay for it. And, and that's, and that's what, that's what was so easy about me opening up my own practice. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to do real good work here. So like, what, what should people be aware of? Yeah, I was about to say, what can we, what are like the top three things that we could just definitely like, if we see this, turn the other direction. Uh, if anybody tells you uh, uh, to like not get vaccinated, it would probably be one of them. <laughs> so there, the, I, wow. I have heard that like some chiropractors would think that bold through yeah. through uh, working on your back you could improve immunity. Yeah, that's total bullshit. Yeah. It turns out uh, you, you can. It's, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to punch that into. So don't Google it. Go to Google Scholar because they'll pull up. Peer-reviewed mm-hmm. data, peer-reviewed data, and and if you ever hear anything bullshit, just search it. Yeah. Uh, and and there's a, uh, like immunity, gut health, um, digestion, all of those claims that a lot of chiropractors will make uh, are not are not supported by research. Right. Um, uh, you have to be a little bit careful with other stuff. So I will tell you chiropractic, what it does really, really good is typically treating pain, treating muscle pain and improving athletic performance there. And there's some research studies I can point to that. There's some research studies that kind of point away from that, um, particularly for like chronic low back pain. And that's just because if you have chronic low back pain, there's more than you need than just an adjustment. Mm -hmm. There's other stuff you need to be doing. It's just one. The joints are just one That's piece kind of, of just the beyond your one. Practice. No, no, I can. No, okay. no I can do it. Okay. I can treat chronic back pain. It's easy. Okay. But it it requires more than just an adjustment. It requires okay. soft tissue okay. therapy and dry needling, okay. which is why I have those those three things and probably some homework for the soft tissue, mm-hmm. and then you come in to see me for the extra soft tissue and then the adjustments and dry needling. Um, but I, I've been, you know, there's, there's some chiro- a lot of chiropractors will do like weird muscle tests. Um, uh, unfortunately, uh, a lot of chiropractors will do like the leg length stuff. Um, and it turns out that's kind of, yeah, they'll, I mean, it's, they'll, they'll be, they'll, and like literally everybody who graduates Parker does this. I mean, I used to do it cause I used to think it was real until I read research on it, uh, because they teach you this shit. Um, but they, you look at the leg lengths and you adjust somebody you're just like, Oh, your legs are off by an inch. And then they'll tell you, they want you, they want your legs to even out. Uh, and it turns out that's not really true. Like even from chiropractor to chiropractor, it's not really some one chiropractor will be like, Oh, this right leg short, this leg, left leg short. Um, there's whole protocols based off leg length differences. And really what it is, is just muscle tightness typically in the hips is usually glute mm-hmm. need. You can take you can take a, you can take like a percussor massager or an activator or um, or just massage that tissue out for 15 seconds. The legs will leave it out. It's just it's specifically muscle based. So if so if you are if a doctor does present that to you and asks that you come back over and over to for even out your it, even out your leg length. Then uh, so. I, I wouldn't condemn that doctor just because they are treating those muscles. Uh, obviously, if you come to me, I'm going to get your legs even faster. Uh, but it's really just, it's very simple. It's very, it's muscle-based. Um, but wouldn't that be kind of 
fishy if it can be treated so quickly within 15 seconds rather than... Well, you know, not, it, it doesn't fix the problem. 15 seconds doesn't fix the problem. It, it, it'll even out the legs, you'll stand up, you'll lay back down, the legs will be uneven again. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't fix the problem. Yes, you should be getting regular adjustments. Yes, you should, you know, you, your legs should be even when you lay down on the floor or lay down on a table, but uh, the, the leg length thing isn't really supported by research. Um, that's that's kind of like, that's kind of like if, if like... Does that pose a, an issue? No, and it's, it's not an issue. That's why I say I don't condemn those doctors for, for doing that. Um, just the, 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 the more like loony, like kooky doctors uh, would do like a lot weirder stuff. Start using magnets and so stuff. yeah, magnets. So so we got we got beware anti-vax doctors. Yeah. Uh, specifically anti-vax chiropractors. Beware, not necessarily beware, but kind of squint whenever we hear about the leg length thing. Yeah, just know um, that you you do need to be getting regular adjustments. Like, <laughs> and that's involved in a in a regular adjustment. That Is seems that seems more like like kind of dated than like flagrantly like exactly like like uh, for example like i have patients who are like hey my my chiropractor said my my leg length is different can you check it for me i'll check it i'll be like yeah Mm -hmm. your leg length's fine nice so so what's uh what's one more big one that's just like we need to we need to um, give the doctor a hard look if he if he's like hey also this uh so another another on um Another, in, in other terms of like, uh, kind of like old school stuff is, uh, number one, if your doctor is x-raying every single person that walks through the door, mm-hmm. the only reason they're doing that is to pay for the $20,000 piece of equipment that they have in their office. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so, no, you don't need regular, you don't need x-rays, you don't can, need regular x-rays. Can most problems be, you can, you can feel with your hands? Or? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, most problems that come to me are like, by the way, I'm going to ask you three questions and, and I'm going to have a pretty good idea of what you have going on. And then I'm going to have you lay down the face down on the table or face up on the table and press on one or two or three or four muscles and be like, yeah, that's your issue and this is why. Um, it's, it's very easy. The, the stuff that comes to me. Because, again, the stuff that comes to me are not people who, like, you know, get in, get in like, serious car accidents uh, I mean, I treat people who have like residual stuff from car accidents, obviously, like that, that's treatable, but like, you know, broken bones, stuff like that doesn't come to me. And that's yeah, most, re- mostly strains. And- yeah. That stuff requires, that stuff requires x-rays. Uh, but you know what the, what the term is for that I'm looking for, but just like the older, like, uh, dang it, I hate when this happens. The older, the, the, the more, the more like holistic um like the old school guys the old school guys but the ones who are like 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 the chakra points and the yeah the, so i took a whole the, class yeah. i took a class in chiropractic school uh-huh. i paid you know whatever ten thousand dollars for that trimester uh-huh. uh and one of my classes was was this i didn't really understand what it was when i signed up for it but it was a it's called applied kinesiology total bullshit all like, like all like meridian points and like rubbing on this part of your body to <laughs> to to make this muscle stronger and and all that sort of this total bullshit. Uh, and oh, another another thing chiropractors will do is is they'll like they'll uh, they'll like have you stand up 
and they'll shove you over and be like, so, so you're off balance. They'll adjust, <laughs> you, they'll adjust you and then they'll push you again. And of course, like, you know, it's coming. You're like, yeah. same thing with like those old like fight necklaces that was really popular for like baseball players that had like magnesium or titanium or something that was supposed to make you better at baseball <laughs> uh, where they would do like muscle test pre and post and typically when you muscle test pre and post you just know what's coming your body's warmed up and you're stronger that's mm -hmm. that's that's those sort of muscle tests are all kind of like all kind of like pretty bullshit Whoa, woo. yeah you gotta, <laughs> you gotta look out for them yeah I've, I've just seen a lot of like um energies and alignments and and uh what are, what are all the terms that i see like i'll see like a picture like of the foot or a picture of like the face and it'll have like all these layers peeled back it'll be like and if you massage this point then all That's of your problems will like go away acupuncture kind of um, stuff right? but not not specifically acupuncture ish per stuff se. but like what's what is what is that all of that kind of medicine called like i'm trying to remember what the holistic. term is is it well i don't i don't feel like no, that's not, fair to just say no. say holistic i feel like I'm i call it like woo talking. woo that's what yeah. i call it I that, that, that's what I, and that's what i hear a lot of people say like the woo woo stuff yeah uh, but yeah that kind of stuff so you gotta you gotta have a lot of customers that that come in with like hey i might have messed myself up because <laughs> because i saw this chart and it didn't work you know do you, do you see do you see i just imagine in my head a world where Everybody does that. A lot. I have a lot. Of, I saw this on the internet, and yeah. it didn't work. I've, I've had enough of these. Of I've had enough of the. I've seen enough people share this stuff that I just imagine that people are acting on it all the time. My uh, my biggest struggle with that sort of thing is is when I have a patient, a new patient, or a patient that's new to me who's seen a chiropractor in the past and has dis different expectations and different ideas of what chiropractic is mm -hmm. versus what I do. And kind of having to either be very blunt with them and be like, hey, that guy was bullshit. Mm -hmm. uh, or usually what I do is be like, it's just kind of just educate them uh, and tell them exactly what they have going on and what's causing their, what's truly causing their pain. Yeah, uh, and and if, if I hear, if I hear something that's like way out of left field, I'll be like, that's total bullshit. Like, have you ever had any like chiropractor to chiropractor beef? Like... Um, I definitely blocked one or two chiropractors. I try not to get into it just because I just don't have time to get into beefs with, with doctors. Uh, uh, I, but I, yes, I have had to block one or two doctors who, um, a will criticize my posts, uh, mostly out of just like either ignorance or, or really they're threatened by my brand right, right. Um, because, you know, I'm, I'm an athlete and they're afraid yeah. I'm going to take their athletes. Um, uh, and, and they'll, and they'll say another thing, another big red flag is like a chiropractor only does like one treatment. Like if they're, if they bring you in and they're like, Hey, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna work on your, we're gonna work on your hip flexors and we're gonna adjust you. And that treats ninety nine percent of my patients. I'm like, oh, like, no. like maybe. Have you had to have you had to call out anybody? With um, I mean, I mean, if if they if they come after me, I will definitely stick up for myself. Uh, but no, I mostly I, be like 
a patient who comes in and says my chiropractor was only focusing on this one thing yeah and and just telling them different stuff and then so a big big red flag is is if is if the chiropractor blames you for everything he says hey you got a bad back you've you aren't listening to well it's important to listen to you because if my patients don't listen to me they're not better too probably um but if you're like it's your fault because you're doing this and you have a bad shoulder you have a bad back and you're just gonna see me for the rest of your life and don't expect to feel better so if if your doctor isn't expecting you isn't giving isn't like telling you that you should expect results right that would be another big red flag you should expect results what if um so apart from getting regular alignments what can we do in our day-to-day to uh, prevent any serious injuries yeah so exercise move a lot uh, you should be doing yoga is sh- pretty good yeah I mean uh, but uh, you have to progress it and you can get injured doing yoga don't jump in there uh, the- I I see a lot of yoga injuries really I see a lot of people like hey I did yoga and I'm not used to it and I fuck myself you yeah. can mess your, sense, you can you I can mean, mess yourself up doing it, yoga, it, it, but it's pretty difficult. Uh, yeah. yeah, progression. If if you don't know anything about exercise, you should get a personal trainer. Uh, you should you should be able you should warm up before you exercise. You should cool down and stretch afterwards. Uh, you should you know eat healthy. Um, and if something starts to hurt, you know you gotta you you have to get on that because I. I mean, I do all that stuff. I mm-hmm. eat healthy. I can eat healthy. I can sleep. I can exercise. I can warm up. I can cool down. And I'll have back pain. And I need to go see my chiropractor. Right. And that's just a fact of life because mm-hmm. we walk up on two legs and and our older. body isn't our body isn't invincible. And, and if you, you have something that goes wrong and you go fix it right away, it's easy. It's... It'll never be. It'll never be an issue. But so. the longer you put something off, the worse. It's and people will put things off, which I get it. Like I, I'll put things off. Uh, you put things off, um, but don't be scared. That's that's the biggest thing. Is is people will come in to see me and like scared that they're that they really hurt themselves and they're never gonna get right. better. Right. No, I see this every single day. I understand I, the fear, but I get I get I get these things better every day. So. I mean, I think I think if you were to say it out loud, you would understand how illogical it is to be like, I was scared I really hurt myself, so I didn't want to go see my doctor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but think about it. If if you if you're not feeling well, you gotta go see your chiropractor. You have to go see your I mean, you have to, because they're the only hopefully, hopefully, if they're good, they're gonna be able to get you feeling better and they're gonna they're gonna keep you from progressing into something that's gonna take several weeks to get better um uh or or stuff that's going to progress that's going to like eventually keep you from exercise or keep you out of the gym and that's even worse right uh how regularly should we be going in ideally if you're ideally if you're an athlete you should be getting adjusted once a week uh, yeah. What if you're not? Yeah. What if you're not an athlete? What if you're pretty sedentary? I think I think the minimum is once a month. Uh, that's my personal opinion. Um, obviously, there are people who go their whole lives without getting adjusted, and they tend to do all right. Sometimes, I mean, 
gen like they can live their whole life right. uh, without like ending up in a wheelchair. Uh, but for, for optimal results, you get adjusted once a week. Um, I get adjusted once a week. Okay, it's just just being honest. Like I get adjusted once a week. Um, if, at mo, if if you're if you're active, you should be doing that. If you're not active, I still recommend my patients get adjusted once a week. It's just so. Um, for a lot of people, finances will come into yeah. question. So what what's an average? Uh, what price that they would be looking at for just going in and getting an adjustment once a week? Yeah, so so for so for once a week for for me it's twenty four ninety nine an adjustment, uh, and and at the joint at the joint chiropractic a chain uh, it's it's twenty it's uh, it's if you're on the wellness plan I think it's like nineteen uh, even cheaper in some areas like in in like uh, so really not bad. No, really uh, I mean, I mean, for for what you're getting, it's it's not it's affordable for most people to to take. I mean, it's not affordable for everybody. I want to see it, and that's why I ask because a lot of people really don't know, and that might be part of their fear is that they got to go and break the bank. Yeah, you mm -hmm. a week just to to be you know optimal, yeah. and that's and that, and that frightens people. Yeah, and and that's. A newer development in the chiropractic field is that sort of model. Uh, that's, I mean, that's a big reason I I hated my business model at my old place because it was no matter what you have going on, it is forty five minutes. You're in the office and you're gonna pay us one hundred twenty five dollars, wow. two hundred twenty five dollars for your first visit. Look, I, my my friends can't like I hang out with my right. friends and they're all twenty six, twenty seven years they're old like, well, and they and that. they can't afford that. And even if they can, like. They don't want to be in there for 45 minutes. Like, <laughs> that's a long ass time to be with. Like, I don't want to go to a, I don't want to be at a doctor's office for 45 minutes unless I'm at the dentist. Yeah, and I just got off work, you know, <laughs> and I, you know, I'm tired from work. Yeah, wanna... yeah. So, so that's a newer development in the chiropractic field. Is is kind of like a membership or like a subscription okay. model where where we both agree like we're gonna we're gonna work with each other uh, over the the course of this month and if you don't like it or if or if you can't make it to the office like just cancel just cancel it's easy uh the the big the big package stuff i don't love as much but uh at, like at the joint they do out for bigger packages where it's like six or ten packs uh, what i don't love is like chiropractors who are like all right it's gonna be three thousand dollars to get your neck better and people will pay for that yeah, and, yeah. and that's terrifying um <laughs> you don't need you don't need that much work. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and it's not that much time. Uh, like, just if you're just getting maintenance care adjustment, uh, you know, I could probably get you if if you just come in and you're like, hey, I feel fine, or hey, I have like a little bit of like shoulder stuff going on. I'll be like, all right, great. Here's what's wrong. You can go home and with a lacrosse ball and take care of that for me. I don't have to bill you for it. I can just adjust you nice. because you can't adjust yourself. And you uh, to plug your business once again you're in grapevine 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 texas Ezo chiropractic yeah so like at, i i do offer the 45 minute session i've never done it right. because that's i don't need that much time because like i said like if it takes me two minutes to adjust the spine it takes me two minutes to put needles into you and it takes me about five minutes to treat one injury through soft tissue therapy. 
Uh, and sometimes I'll have patients come in with like multiple stuff and uh, I'm like, hey, I don't really want you in the clinic for 45 minutes. I don't want to charge you for 45 minutes. So let's get you in here for 30 minutes and get you what you need. And then, and then once we tick off the neck, then we'll work on your low back. Or once we tick off your shoulder, then we'll work on your knee or, or whatever, whatever your list of, of priorities is. You don't really need, if, you, if you're a good doctor and if you can identify, you know your anatomy, you can identify these issues just through logic and through patterns because, you know, I can, you know, at this point, like, see somebody walk through the door and, like, you just switch your phone, right? Right. Or even, even yeah. just those three questions that you ask and you yeah, answer. Yeah, like, uh, like, you probably me. see quite often. Yeah, well, and it's, it's, and there, and the, the fun part is when you get someone who comes in through the doors with, like, something a little bit unusual or something a little bit rare and it takes you... Uh, some time and maybe even takes you uh, two sessions to figure out what they have going on and be like uh, it happens you yeah. think like oh I think it's this and I'll usually uh, and I will be honest with them I'm like I think it's this we need to try this if it doesn't get better we'll try something else uh, and and you know most of the time it gets it gets better and some of the times they'll come back and say it's about the same like, okay that's okay and then we'll try something else and that usually that's when they start to get. That's when they start to get better. Um, and that's that. That's the fun of the the profession is is figuring out uh, and seeing seeing new fresh patients uh, with with different like weird unusual stuff. Uh, but but yeah, ninety five percent of the people who walk in through the door, even the people who think like they ruined themselves forever, like I've treated this a hard time. Nice. It's so easy. So uh, we're gonna have to wrap this up soon. Is there anything else yeah, that you wanted to there ask? There was there was one more thing uh, before we before we wrapped up. Is I know that again, being a doctor, being a new business owner, I know that one of the biggest uh, things, one of the biggest factors for for your customers is going to be battling the urge to jump on a new fad. So what are some just just trends that maybe are a little bit more hype than the benefit that they're claiming before um, before people go spend a whole bunch of money on whatever treatment or whatever toy gadget whatever it may be what are some things that like a lot of us spend money on that maybe we either a aren't using them correctly or b are way overestimating the benefit that we're going to get from the price tag. Yeah, I would say number one, the first thing that comes to mind is foam rollers. Really? Uh, yeah, foam rollers uh, don't work. Uh, they don't work. I, I literally, I literally use a foam roller like every day. Yeah, so this is Dang. why. This is why. <laughs> uh, uh, number one, it's a, it's a round cylinder, okay? And to end, so, so neck pain, okay? We have sometimes upper traps. It's a superficial muscle. You can't get into it with a foam roller. Uh, uh, rhomboids causes shoulder pain can cause neck pain uh, attaches to your spine by the way so does your traps mm -hmm. uh, you'll start to see a pattern uh, <laughs> scalenes attaches attaches to attaches to your uh, to your first and second rib goes up into your cervical spine right there deep tissue okay mm -hmm. can't get at it with a foam roller levator scap attached to the tip of your scap you'll end up seeing one two three and four deep muscle underneath your traps underneath several mm -hmm. tissues you can't get into it with a foam roller. Uh, low back, erectors, superficial tissue, you can get into it with a foam roller. Okay? That's, that's what I was going to ask. Uh, so, Q, QL, Q, 
QL attaches attaches to all five lumbar vertebra, attaches to your pelvis, and attaches to your lower uh, your lower ribs. Can't get into it with a foam roller. Glute med, you have a bunch of fat tissue because everyone has an adipose over over there underneath their skin, and and the glute the gluteus maximus over top of your glute med and glute min can't get in it with a foam roller. Uh, so like quads, you can. So that's what I was about to say. So I guess uh, just to be specific, I. I do use it uh, to like because I, I have like a lot of like middle of the back pain. Um, I imagine that it's from a combination of like holding my kids and like all of this jerking around yeah. that I do on people, you know, whenever I'm uh, on the mats or whatever. So a lot of like upper body focus, a lot of like curled up and like you know whatever. Uh, got a lot of middle of the back pain and um, sometimes like tension that'll build up. So I'll like try to relieve that with a foam roller. Never works. Um, <laughs> but um, I'll use it on my legs when they're really sore, um, and it feels like it's doing something. Yeah, quads, quads, <laughs> it, quads it works, hamstrings it works. Okay. Uh, so, so the reason I say the reason I say foam roller is because you can do all that stuff with a lacrosse ball, mm-hmm. and it's cheaper. Is it and, better with a lacrosse ball, or is it about yeah. the same with a foam roller? And it's better. It's better because uh, because a, a lacrosse ball, it's not a round cylinder, right? So it can get deep into the tissue, and like we were talking about before, your muscle responds to stress, your mm-hmm. tissues respond to stress, and the easiest way to put tension under that tissue, easy way to stress that tissue, is with like a dense, hard object. Uh, I even have like a fancy one that I carry around with me. Uh, Oh, I've seen this before. This is the Acumobility Ball. It's like 19 bucks you can get on Amazon. This, this, thing, this thing rips. Yeah, it's, it's dense. I get the level two. Um, the only thing you can't get with that, really, that causes most of the pain I see is, is uh, psoas. Psoas is really tricky to get into. Usually you need someone else to get into it with. Sometimes I can coach up people to get into it with like a broomstick or like readily available objects that they have laying around there, laying around there. Uh, one of these fads right now, one of these trends is the so right. The, have you seen that? Yeah. It's like a U-shaped dude, doodad right here. It's a little doohickey. Yeah. And it comes up and it's just like the way I've seen it in the advertisements is people are using it like everywhere, but the main focus is to get the the so as yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so um i see there's like a ton of them at the gym um i see that they're starting to gain a lot of uh, uh sponsorship like they're they're sponsoring a lot of like big big jujitsu events so I'm, I'm imagining that they're gaining a lot of traction I, do you do you know anything about those yeah so i i'm familiar with those i've used those before uh number one like 80 bucks right this. I didn't even know how much they cost. Yeah. Will this, do the same thing? This, no, no. This, no. this is this is nineteen. This does way more than so right. The so right is really really good at releasing your hip flexors. It's really really bad at everything else. This is really really good at hip releasing everything else other than your hip flexors. And all you need is a mop handle, and or a broomstick or something like that to get into your hip flexors. I really just gotcha. am visualizing in my head just stabbing myself in the <laughs> hip flexor with the broom. So it's actually you have, what you do. Oh, well, I was about to say, do you have like a visual reference you can give? Yes. So it's literally just like, are you, you sitting down? You yeah, sitting so, up, so down? typically typically you will grab the whatever, whatever object you're going for. You go in between your belly button and your hip pointer. You 
cut the difference and you aim in towards your spine. That's where that's where your hip flexor lives. That's where your psoas lives. And and I always recommend my patients look up this anatomy Absolutely. on on their on their own so they yeah. kind of understand what they're what they're they can visualize what they're targeting. But yeah, right. you you basically will will stand up, put that sucker right there and sit into it. So is it another like, really so good So if I'm like if I'm like is it like on these sides of the oh, right Okay, so like oh, I feel that. Yeah. Okay, so the sides of not not like okay, I see. Yeah. Uh um kettlebell handle. Kettlebell Works handle. very very good very well too and, it, and that has so so what I'm looking for in a mobility tool is a I can travel with it I carry that thing with ever, wherever I go uh, B it's versatile I can use it on a lot of different things and and C it's cheap it's affordable it doesn't it's not gonna break the bank uh, for something for something that yeah, yeah. A, a small a small dense object um, so yeah like foam foam rollers it's just like man, just get a lacrosse ball. Just get a lacrosse nice. ball, or or get an active mobility ball. It's like you know, probably like fifteen dollars more than a lacrosse ball, but it gets the job done. Um, other like fatty stuff. Um, there are some benefits to like cryotherapy. Uh, which, that was what I was gonna ask. Which about which by the way, cryotherapy is uh, just get cold. Uh, yeah, cryotherapy. <laughs> li like if you put an ice pack on somebody, that's cryotherapy. Yeah. Um, when I when I realized that, like, cause I I read a few articles about it, especially right after I, I injured my knee, and I was like cryotherapy. I hear everything about cryo, 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 and like there was a at the time I was working an office job, uh, and just below the office there was a cryotherapy like center. Yeah. And so it was like, when I whenever I was like definition, like I was trying to figure out what it actually was, like what are the steps, what is step one of cryotherapy, and it was like put ice in a bag. And I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm talking about whole, cryotherapy. Whole body cryotherapy. Is that's what that's the the term for that. Okay. Uh, tends to not very not be very good for like recovery. Tends not to be very good for uh, in in the research will show this and in, in terms of like muscle soreness, mm. that sort of thing. Uh, so if yeah, going back to chiropractic, if you wanted to do preventative stuff, if you want to do recovery stuff, if you wanted to increase your athletic performance, there's not a lot that's going to beat uh, a $24 adjustment right. versus, uh, I don't know, like probably a little bit more expensive for most cryotherapy, yeah. whole body whole body cryotherapy. There, and the, but there are utilities, there are uses for cryotherapy. It's just in the sports world, it just turns out to not be the case. Mm -hmm. I, see. I uh, see. So that's one of like the bigger things. What about float tanks? Um... I mean, I've done one. It's fine. It's it's a good like relaxation meditation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think for the most part that for me, I've seen the most benefits through relaxation and meditation for like a mind thing. Yeah. But I, um, the one I was going to, uh, the guy was saying he gets a lot of athletes in there. Yeah. I uh, so number one, float tanks. You're in there for like thirty minutes, right? Thirty At minutes to an hour minimum. Yeah. Uh, and I've I. I haven't dug into the research of you know, okay. float tanks, but uh, I would way rather go see my chiropractor for two and a half two minutes, minutes and get adjusted and make sure my spine's moving properly instead of just floating in a tank. And, and you know, I, I think probably 30 minute nap would be better than a 30 minute float session. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, Maybe that's the only way you can get your 30 minute nap, like if you have kids. Yeah. <laughs> Lock yourself in a box. Right? Find a tank that you can just, that's what it's for, man. That's what it is. Cause like once you have Got kids, you. man, everything gets a lot 
louder all the time. <laughs> like it's just like if you if I had a float tank at my house, you think I'd ever walk out of there? No, I'd like that's that's the that's the bathroom for dads. Yeah, it's like we go into the bathroom. That's our float tank. It's like just peace. Quiet Sit on until the you get like a rattle at the door. Just, Daddy! Rattle, 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 rattle. Ah, just like clawing what? at the door like, <laughs> like an animal, dude. Just, daddy, daddy, daddy. And then you open the door, you flush the toilet, wash your hands, open the door, and it's just like, my toy. And it's like, ah! I know, I bought it for you. <laughs> right? It's just like, it's not, it's not hold my toy, it's not play with my toy, it's not come with me, it's just. My toy. That's awesome. And it's just like, Dad, I need you right now. And the little two-year-old boy just, ah! and then the other one's like, eight months old, uh, and he, you know, he's just a baby. Like, just noise. All they do noises. is make noise and poop <laughs> and sleep, and like, it's like noise, poop, sleep, rinse, repeat. So nice. Definitely be a big fan of the float tank. I think I've never done one, but I really just. I like, love it absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm into meditation and. And mindfulness and stuff like that. So I mean, for me, it's it's the deepest state of meditation I've yeah. ever been in, and last that's what one, I think it's good for. Yeah. Last one I was wondering about is ice baths because I see those, especially like the old school uh, Brazilian dudes, like right before a big tournament, ice baths after ice baths. Like I see it in everybody's Instagram story. In a sense, like, that's cryotherapy too, right? Well, yeah, yeah, but but yeah. specifically the ice bath method. Uh, anecdotally. Uh, I think it, I think it does work a little bit better in terms of recovery. I think where, in my opinion, and I haven't dug as much research into 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 ice baths, um, uh, but the research will, will tell you it doesn't really help with like muscle soreness and recovery. What I like ice like in that sort of form for is immediately following an, a workout like an intense, uh, especially cardio workout, because it's going to decrease your body temperature. It's, mm. And and that. And people don't realize, I, it, it's, I mean, it's obvious to like us in Texas, right? Where uh, if you ever try and work out, if you ever try and go for a run when it's 100 degrees out versus when you go for a run when it's 65 degrees out and cloudy, mm -hmm. you're going to perform a lot better oh, yeah. when, when it's 65 degrees oh, and cloudy yeah. because, the, because body temperature has such a key role in fatigue. Mm -hmm. So when, if, you can, if you can find a very good way to cool off your body quickly... Uh, with, with a little bit of like an ice bath, but what's even better, which I use in competition a lot, I recommend people use this in competition for wrestling, for jiu-jitsu, for CrossFit, it's very, very good, uh, is you just get like a small like cooler of ice, mm -hmm. and you can, even, you can put whatever you want in it, and you're gonna have a cooler anyway if you're at like a long day of competition. And after every single match, or after every single whatever you're doing, like workout, like it would be called a workout in CrossFit, right? Where you take your hands, you open up the cooler, you take your hands, you put your hands in it. And you put, you, you try and get as much, as much skin surface tissue under that ice as possible. What that does, the reason the hands work so well is because hands have a lot of blood flow. Mm -hmm. And if you can cool off that blood, that blood's going to go through the rest of your body and it's going to decrease your body temperature. It's going to increase the speed in which you in, right. in which you recover right. so you can get back after it a little bit faster um so that's where i use that's how i use that kind of like ice bath ice water mentality it's just a lot easier it, if you have access to a big ice tub for sure go jump in the ice tub but uh like a, like a little bit of a hack and just be bringing a cooler around put your hands in it okay. um i really like for in terms of recovery um nice. but but in turn yeah and Again, going back, going back to like getting adjusted, 
I guess an ice bath would probably be cheaper than, than getting adjusted, but uh, I think going and getting adjusted after a workout would be more beneficial more for your recovery. For recovery. Yeah. Cool. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that was great, man. We I really appreciate you coming by and sharing this information. Um, I think I got all the questions I wanted out of the way. Just I really wanted people to know certain aspects of the work that you do and how important it is for them to get out there and do it yeah. and uh, you know how accessible it is for them to go out and do it uh, and, and you're great man really thank appreciate you it. Yeah, uh, my, my pleasure I uh, can follow me uh, on Instagram probably the best place to follow me uh, at dr. Jamie Jakes dr. Nice. Jamie Jakes and we'll definitely uh, plug that you know Instagram will plug the the business uh, if you want you can send us some information if you have any additional information about the business, you know, hours of operation, anything like that, we yeah. can we can post that whenever we awesome. post the episode. Yeah, so that, that would be the easiest thing would just be the website at, at ezocairo.com and at ezocairo on Instagram. Nice. Mm. Uh, my, most of my most of my uh, new patients just end up DMing me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, the first thing I did when I saw he opened up a, an office. The first thing I did was like, I was like, bro, on Instagram. I was just like, Sign me up, like let's go. Nice. Just yeah, nice. just DM me, and that's I mean probably get fa probably get to you faster than than email too. Awesome. But just so everybody knows, like I've I've used the the email system and everything. Also works. It does work. No no. <laughs>